Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, JJ Bunny continues our series, Emotions, where we will talk about what Christians should do with their emotions. We talk about happiness this week, looking at Matthew 16, verses 24 through 26, and denying ourselves, following Jesus rather than our own happiness. JJ talks about finding satisfaction in Jesus instead of the things of this world. We hope you enjoy this message. How are y'all doing this morning? Good. Wow. There it is. There's some energy. So if you haven't, if that didn't tell you, and if you haven't been coming the past couple of weeks, we've been going through a series in emotions, and we've been talking about different emotions that we may experience. So when we talk about our emotions, especially in a church setting, we have to um, think about what Jesus says about our emotions. What did Jesus, how did Jesus deal with his emotions? What did Jesus say about our emotions? And how can we move in a way where we use our emotions like Jesus did? And so we've been looking at our emotions throughout this series, and we've looked at anxiety and anger. Those are the two ones we've looked at thus far. And both of those, in anger, we saw that Jesus did express anger. He was in the temple, he was angry, and he expressed it, but he did not let it take control of him. He expressed his anger, He knew it was important to express his emotions, but he didn't let it take control of him where he didn't have control over his actions anymore, where he was just flipping people and tables willy-nilly. No, he wasn't doing that. He he was doing it to make a point, but he didn't harm anybody in the process. And with our anxiety, we, we learned that we need an outlet for it because when we let our anxiety just pack in, 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 in our hearts, it builds up. It builds up and then we explode. Because we're so overwhelmed, we need an outlet and Jesus needs to be that outlet. We need to, we need to let Jesus take over our anxiety because our anxiety will start to control us. And today we're gonna to be talking about another emotion that I'm sure a lot of y'all have experienced. If you haven't experienced this emotion, uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, we're actually gonna be talking about happiness today. So um, happiness is a little bit different of an emotion from the ones we've talked about. Anger and anxiety are both emotions that you probably think of and you're like, Ugh, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be anxious. But happiness, when you think about your happiness, you always want to be happy. That's actually a super American thing to push, right? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's one of our biggest priorities on our priority list. We we look at everything we're trying to pursue in this life and we go, yeah, my happiness is at the top of my list. That's why if you do something and it makes you happy, you're likely to do that thing again. If something makes you happy, you probably do it a lot. So what are some things that make y'all happy? Video games. Video games. Knew that one was coming. Friends. Friends. Okay. Can I get some hands? Can I get some hands? Food. Fortnite. Food. Fortnite. Yeah. Connor. Reading. Okay. Anybody else on this side of the room? Oh, right there. Car rides in the mountains. Mountain roads. Zach. Talking to Jesus. Okay, Sunday school. <laughs> what about you? Airsoft. Airsoft. Okay, so those are a few of the things that make us happy. 
right? One of my big ones would be fishing. I love fishing. That's, that's my boy in the back, Logan. Me and him go fishing a lot. So that is something that makes me happy. When I'm out on the boat, it's fun. And so I like to fish. So if I like to fish, you would expect me to go fishing a lot, right? Because that's something I enjoy doing. If you like playing video games, you probably play video games a lot. If you like reading, you probably have a lot of books. If, if you enjoy doing something, you're not going to push it to the side because that's going to be highest on your priority list. But when we put those things at the top of our priority list, they can so often be deceiving. They can so often be deceiving when we put them at the top of our priority list and we're not worried about anything else because sometimes we're so worried about our happiness that it's like, I don't care what I have to do. I don't care what I have to do to get to play video games today. I don't care what I have to do to get to read a book today. I don't care what I have to do to get on that mountain road. I am going to get there no matter what it takes. So it can be really deceiving sometimes. How many of y'all would consider yourselves a procrastinator? Okay, a procrastinator. Okay, so a lot of y'all, right? Procrastination means to put something off until the last minute. When you're procrastinating, you always put something off till the last minute. So how many of y'all procrastinate on things you enjoy doing? No, you, no, you don't. You don't procrastinate on stuff. You don't. <laughs> I saved the best for last. Excellent, James. No, we don't procrastinate on the stuff we enjoy doing, right? If we want to play video games, we're going to go play video games. If we want to read a book, we're going to go read a book. We're not going to push that off till the last minute. But all of a sudden, when there's something we don't want to do, there's anything else we could be doing before we do that thing. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure for a lot of y'all, it's school. For me, it's, it's schoolwork. When I have a school assignment... Somehow, there's always something else I could be doing before I do my school assignment. Let me put a scenario in your head for you. I'm sure a lot of y'all have been here. So Monday morning, you get assigned an essay in your first period class. <clears throat> get assigned an essay. It's due on Friday, so you have four days to do it. You have a decent bit of time. Wednesday rolls around because... I'm betting none of y'all do an assignment the day you get assigned it or the next day if you have four days to do it. Wednesday rolls around and you're, you're thinking about that essay. You're like, I probably should do that right about now. I probably should get started on that. But then your friend texts you. And you're like, you want, you want to play some Xbox? And you're like, 100%, I do. <laughs> that essay can wait until tomorrow. Then Thursday comes around and Thursday night your family goes to get ice cream and dinner. And you're like, oh, I can't miss that. <laughs> Man, you know, that essay is just going to have to wait. I mean, I can't miss my ice cream. I love me some ice cream. Get that double fudge brownie sundae. I'm not missing out on that. Guess I'll do it tomorrow morning. And then Friday morning rolls around. You're up at 6 a.m. typing an essay that you don't even know what it's about because you're just trying to get some words on the paper because you don't want to get zero on the assignment that you waited till the last minute to do. <laughs> you procrastinated because in those moments, 
when you had the option to do it, but you chose something else, that other thing you chose seemed like a better option in the moment. But you couldn't step out of your current reality in those moments long enough to think, oh, man, I'm going to be up really early on Friday morning if I don't do this now, and I kind of want to have a good night's sleep. You can step out of your current reality to see that 6 a.m. When you're about to pick that, when you went to go get ice cream and dinner, when you were about to pick video games, you couldn't see that 6 a.m. morning until you got there. And then once you got there, you're like, why did I do this to myself? This is the third time this month. It's stressful. How many of y'all been there? A lot of y'all, wow. And you didn't even know what procrastinator meant. <laughs> How many y'all have been there? And is that a good feeling? No, it's a horrible feeling, right? You're, you're stressed out of my, your mind because you're like, I don't know what to do. I've put this off till the last minute because I didn't want to do it. And seemingly there was, some, there was every other thing I could be doing before I did that. So how often do we do with this with God? How often do we do this with God? He calls us in to live into a way that we don't want to live. That's probably really uncomfortable. He calls us to do things we don't want to do. And automatically, there's everything else we could be doing in place of that. Yeah, God, I know I'm supposed to read my Bible, but... You know, I'm in my bed all cozy up with my Instagram right now, and my Bible is all the way across the room. So, not today. Yeah, God, I know I'm supposed to pray, but five more minutes of sleep sounds really nice right now. Yeah, God, I know I'm supposed to, like, be kind to others, but if I make this joke right now about this person, the whole room is going to laugh, and everybody's going to think I'm really funny, so... Sorry, God. As soon as God calls us into a way to live that we don't want to do, seemingly that procrastination mindset sets in where there's anything else we could be doing in place of that because that doesn't seem like the better option in that moment. We want whatever is going to make us happy in that moment because our happiness is our biggest priority. We're not worried about the long-term effects. We're not worried about how it affects anybody else around us. If it gives me that little rush, that little three minutes of contentment, that's all I want. And then I'm on to the next thing. What's next? As soon as you get off Instagram, you're like, what's next? I need something entertaining me at all times. We can't sit there and we can't wait for the bigger things God has for us. So what does Jesus say about this? Where, where does he ever talk about happiness, JJ? Well, Matthew 16, 24 through 26. Go ahead and open your Bibles there. And it will be on the screens if you don't have your Bibles. So Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he is, I'm going to walk a, a little bit through it a piece by piece. And we'll get through it eventually. So it starts in verse 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. What does deny mean? Deny. Put them down. Add 
to deny. Okay, yep, good. Deny means to deny. What else does it mean? To put down, kind of. Put behind you. To refuse. Good work. Give it up. Give it up for Owen, guys. <clears throat> to refuse. To refuse to acknowledge. That's the direct definition on Google when you look it up. To refuse to acknowledge. So Jesus is saying right here, if anyone would come after me, let him refuse to acknowledge himself. Let him refuse to acknowledge his own happiness, his own pleasure, his own comfort, and let him come after what I want for him, what I have for him. Because if he's too worried about his own will, he's never going to be able to follow me. If happiness is the biggest thing on his priority list, good luck, because it's not going to be comfortable. But God's saying he has so much more for us. Verse 20, or still verse 24, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let him die to himself. Take up his cross. Lots of people think that's like carry your burdens. But what I think Jesus is saying right here, he's saying die to yourself. People back then would have known that the cross is the worst form of punishment, worst form of death imaginable. And he's saying to take up your cross and follow him. Die to yourself. Die to yourself and find life in me. That's, that's the idea of being born again, right? He goes on in verse 25. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. If you, if you are too worried about your own life, your, your own priorities, the stuff, you, your plans you have, your comfortability, you're never going to be able to experience what Jesus has for you. Jesus is saying that his, his will is so much more, so much more joyful than that little bit of happiness you think you're getting right now. So much so that this is the idea of being born again, right? We were dead in our trespasses. And when we finally start living in the way of Jesus and finally accept, accept him as our savior, it's like we found a whole new life. We're born again in spirit. That, that person you knew before doesn't exist anymore because you are redefined in Jesus. That person doesn't exist anymore. You are a new person. For what will, verse 26, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? It's the end of the passage. You can gain the whole world, but if you lose your soul, if you lose your way with Jesus, if you're too worried about the ways of this world, you, f you forfeit your soul. Because all of that is meaningless. All of the ways of this world, all of the things that you think are making you happy in the current, the current stance is nothing compared to what Jesus has for us. 
So what is Jesus saying right here? Is Jesus saying, follow your happiness all the time? No. But he's not saying happiness is a bad thing, right? He's saying it needs to come later on your priority list. He's saying, if I'm not up here, you're not going to be able to follow me. I need to be up here and your happiness needs to be down here. I need to be up here and your comfort needs to be down here because it's not going to be comfortable. But I promise if you stick with me just a little bit longer, it's going to make sense. I promise if you follow my ways, you're, some, you're going to understand what jo- real joy and peace look like. You're gonna understand what long-term satisfaction looks like when you stop focusing on your own instant gratification. Seems like Jesus is saying happiness looks a lot like this. So, if you cannot see this blindfold right now, it says happiness on it. And I can't see any of you guys right now. I feel like I'm about to eat some Skittles. Um, but I can't see to my right, I can't see to my left, I can't see straight in front of me. But if I keep my head straight and I move my eyes down, like I look down with my eyes, I can see like right in front of my feet. I can see like right here. So it seems like what Jesus is saying is when our happiness moves higher on our priority list than he does, this is what it does. It starts to blind us. My, my happiness right now is so blinding to me that I can't see any of the effects in front of me. I can't see any of the ways it's affecting anybody beside me. I can't see how it's affecting my re- relationship with God. I can't see up. All I can see right now is this little step I'm taking. Oh, I'm, I'm going to step right here. I'm going I'm to spend four hours on Instagram real quick. Because why not? I have nothing better to do. I'm going I'm to spend, I'm going to watch this show that's probably not the greatest for me to be watching, but kills time. I'm, I'm going to make this joke because <laughs> everybody in the room is going to think I'm funny after this one. When we walk like our happiness is a bigger priority than Jesus, we start to be blind to anything it's affecting. Our decisions have no weight because all we care about is what is happening in the here and now. What's next, what's next, what's next, what's next? And we can't stop long enough to see what's in front of us. So if happiness isn't a bad thing, And if Jesus offers us a different kind of happiness in him, what does that look like? What do peace and joy look like? How do we get there? Real happiness begins when you start to put patience in place of your pleasure. Real happiness begins when you start to put patience in place of your pleasure. And all of a sudden... When you start to practice patience in those times where there's a decision that seems like it's a much better option and you start to live how Jesus calls us to live, even when it's uncomfortable, the blindfold comes off. I can see to my right. I can see to my left. I can see straight in front of me. Hi. I can see that when, when I take this step, 
When I, when I spend four hours on Instagram, Instagram's not an inherently bad thing, but when I'm spending that much time on it, I'm teaching myself to play a constant comparison game with everybody else because I'm so worried what everybody thinks of me that I'm, I don't know who I am in Jesus. So maybe I should open my Bible up and learn a little bit about that to re, reassure myself on that foundation before before I spend some time on Instagram. Or when I watch this show, yeah, I know it has some not wholesome stuff in it. So I probably shouldn't watch it because everything I watch and everything I put in my heart is affecting the way I live, act, and speak. When we make that joke, when I'm about to make that joke, I can see that, yeah, the person beside me I'm about to make that joke about probably is gonna have his feelings hurt by this. And when I'm representing Jesus and everybody around me can see, I, I can't act like that. Because that's not what Jesus would do. When we start to put patience in place of our pleasure, all of the sudden, our whole world is redefined because we care more about the covenant we have through Jesus than what the world thinks of us here right now. The, the joy and peace you gain from the covenant through Jesus are f- far surpass the happiness, the five minutes of happiness we think we have in the here and now from decisions we make. When Jesus is at the top of your priority list, you find long-term satisfaction because you know that Jesus died for you on that cross and death and sin have been destroyed and now you're just waiting for him to come back. You can rest assured that no matter your current reality, you can have peace knowing that Jesus holds it all in his hands, even if it's a little uncomfortable right now. I can be joyful in that. That's real happiness. So as we walk through our weeks, let us be patient. Let us be kind to others. Let us Invest in our relationship with God because that's where life is found. And the ways of this world are deceiving. And even though they seem like they have life, they are nothing in comparison to what God has for us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for dying for us. Thank you for showing us what real life looks like. Revealing to us that comfortability isn't the most important thing because you hold it all in your hands. And that the life you call us into may not be comfortable, but it is filled with eternal joy and peace in your name. Let us walk through our weeks reminded of that. In your name we pray, amen.